Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show where we get together and converge in one digital location to talk about professional wrestling. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter here at Mayhem Studio in Pittsburgh, PA. We got a very special guest with us. But first, we're going to go to Poughkeepsie, New York, where the only Mayhemer on the crew with a future Endeavor letter from the WWE. He is Mad Mike. Sorg, I am here. I am excited, not about SmackDown, but about my brand new Lucha Underground shirt. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm excited because guess what, Sorg? Lucha Underground is a panel at New York Comic Con. Guess who's going to be there? This guy. That's right. And guess who's uh, 19 hours closer to having caught up on uh, Lucha Underground? Started from episode one. And uh, uh, did a binge on there. Thank you, Mike, for helping me through the first four episodes of it. We've we got some watch party stuff that should be up uh, uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, we'll be doing that again. Uh, I think as early as this weekend. I think this Sunday we're going to go through the rest of the 19 of the first. Um, and we're, we have to do something special for Ultima Lucha, hopefully, on Sunday night. So keep an eye out for the link for that live stream if you guys want to join us. Ultima Lucha party. Yeah. Also joining the Lucha party is Bobby F. J-Town from Johnstown, PA. Guys, I also have a panel, but it's in my room above me, my ceiling panel. Right. right. Not quite as exciting. No, not <laughs> nearly as exciting. And with us in the studio, he was recently on Ring of Honor's show here in Pittsburgh, PA, and then all the way to a uh, riverfront view for a wrestling show this weekend that <laughs> we were talking about before. He is Chris LaRusso back on the show. Thank you for knocking me down a notch and making sure to mention that, you know, he was at Ring of Honor and then he wrestled in a state park. <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere. He's getting I'm All just, right, I see how I it is. I think it reflects your your busy and varied schedule. That's one way of putting it. But thank, you, thank you very much for having me tonight. <laughs> and, of course, he's going to be on House of Hardcore 20. That's going to be here in Pittsburgh, PA, taking on uh, a friend of the show, Walking Weapon, um, Josh Alexander, for the Super Indy title. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I mean, I, I said it at uh, Royal Valley that that performance at Super Indy was, uh, was one in a million. He, he had an absolutely amazing performance at Super Indy 15, but... Uh, I think it's time to uh, to bring the Super Indie title back to the United States. That's right. He's Canadian for those that don't know. Um, awesome. And we'll be talking more about that, of course, throughout the show. This is your Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can join us here live at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Or uh, listen to some very interesting stories we don't share on the live stream, but that we do share that for our friends on Wrestling Mayhem Show, Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold over at Patreon dot com slash mayhem show uh and thank you to our friends that do support the show including of course bo diggity woo man a little late on that okay russo gets it he's he's with it i've been here for a minute yeah Yeah, he knows he knows the deal also thank you to the is he technically a real co-host now sword oh is this your third time on the show 
yes, yes. This would be the third time on the couch. Oh, Boom! Yes. oh you are officially a co-host of the Wrestling Mayhem Show now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the show. Uh, I, it's it's been a long time coming, and I'll be uh, taking steps to have you removed here shortly. So but then you that know. means you get to read the rest of the <laughs> Patreon people. It's oh, been I do? tried yeah. before. Oh, it's been tried. <laughs> people have tried to muscle Zorg out. There have been hostile Chachi. takeovers. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Chachi did yeah, take over uh, for was, an episode. There was one time where several of the men of the Mayhem show were tied up and duct taped. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything. Just stop there. We're good. So Hashtag Varsity Club. <laughs> <laughs> Safe search, Rick Steiner. <laughs> and that's why you have to Safe get on gold. All right, so now you have to read the rest of the Patreons over Okay, here. for everyone who's uh, giving their hard-earned money to make sure that Sword can run out of something better than a shack, uh, we have the uh, Matthew and Jennifer Carlin's Foundation for Podcast... What is that? Betters? Betterment. Betterment, excuse me. The camera's in the way. Next. Edward J. Fiasco? <laughs> <laughs> Edward J. Fiasco. Edward J. <laughs> Pronounce that. Burke is the second word name. Next. Uh, Alex Cars? Cars. Yes. Okay, got that one. one Bobby Snyder? Cars for kids. That's me. Next. That's it. That's it. That's it? You all paid only a buck? What a bunch of cheapskates. Yeah. I'm gonna, what, come, what, are the, what are the levels of one? Patreons, Sorg? What are the levels of Patreon? Well, it's whatever you want. It's a it's a dollar and you get the gold. It's, okay, the, it's the five dollars and, and you, we, we, you know, we've sent you business cards. You're an executive producer. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a Patreon and there's going to be a new segment on the show, the Chris LaRusso segment every week. And you'll just explain what I'm doing even if I'm not booked. Chris LaRusso will be seen at a bar in Bloomfield drinking his face off this Saturday. Okay. Th- that's that's – yeah, we're, we're that's gonna, a new level. Not, that's yeah. a new level, not but a okay. Idea, All right. Yeah. Buy a segment on the on the show. Well, we I actually mean, do we have that at the $50 level. Buy a segment? Yeah, we do, actually. It, it, yeah, as soon as you donate to Patreon, we will introduce or plug whatever you want. So if you want us to say that Chris LaRusso is like drowning his sorrows while suffering through impact – you know, we can do that. It's fine. You know what? I think we. I have a. I think I have a new uh, charity that I will be. Uh, that I will be uh, patronizing here. If, if you want to like, like send us your 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 uh, where where Chris Russo is booked this weekend every week at, at a Patreon level. Yeah, that's the, we could do that. We could right. do that. We'll, like we'll, we should do that. We should just like put do that for indie wrestlers. Like indie wrestlers have money to yeah give it to the podcast. We do. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We send you to a different location every week with a striped shirt on, a striped hat, and glasses. <laughs> Where's LaRusso? <laughs> Took me a sure second. A I got it now. Thank you. Or a Waldo reference, but I'm okay with either. Yeah. Waldo. So that's, that's one way you can support the show, patreon.com slash show. But if you don't want to do that, just please share the show. Share the mayhem. There's plenty of stuff going on. And, of course, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Subscribe to the show on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. Or YouTube and Facebook and uh, and uh, and uh, other things. Oh yeah, drop us a line four one two two zero six WMS zero or that email address. Good times. Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. All right, let's get into the show. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Clash of Champions or the first Raw pay per view. By the way, there's another one in like two Saturdays. Are you prepared? Two Sundays. Uh, I'm sorry. And there's. 
God, there's so many pay-per-views. So, so many pay-per-views. Now? Is, 19, is, that, is that accurate? 19, 19 I believe they're up to. Oh. Seven, new, seven, quote, new ones that were not on the schedule, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, they count Clash of Champions because... Yeah, I would assume it's a. I guess it's a new. Well, it's the same concept, new name. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Uh, so uh, I thought great show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I, I'm tempering my 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 expectations for these shows because we are getting them so yeah. often. Um, and as it is, we. I mean, even we we just had a rematch of Dean Dean and uh, AJ tonight for the title mm-hmm. for the title, and. Um, and, and, and that even, wasn't a clash of champions, though. That was a backlash. Is that, that was a backlash. Okay, but, but still, but, but still, I think the concept poll is true. Uh, we had a rematch for Rusev and 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 uh, Roman Reigns yeah. the next night. Uh, so so and again, I, I and I don't think are the, these pay per views aren't being these aren't being offered as pay per views anymore, right? Like, yeah, they are. are. They are. Some of them. Some of them are. So, I think they both were, weren't they? Like maybe maybe it depends from carrier to carrier because I, I think a couple of them may have dropped WWE because of this development, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but because especially since um, Clash of Champions definitely ran over the eleven o'clock mark. I don't know if they're they're actually putting in that extra half hour as a just in case. Um, it, it feels like they're doing that just because they're on network and they can do whatever pretty much that they want. Um, I mean, I, I think it makes sense, of course, that they would have WrestleMania, and SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. You know, maybe they'll keep the big four. For any of those uh, other other um, pay per view outlets, but uh, uh, but still, I we we kind of expect this if, if they have this many pay per views, they're they're not they're not going to be, I guess resolution wise, not as as clear, right? It gets you to the next nice, next night on Raw, and uh, basically uh, there's been no resolutions in any of the pay per views. <laughs> Is that too just keeps you going? Just no year's going. revolution. That's that's the new one for January. <laughs> no year's resolution. No year's resolution. Mm. Mm. That's that's the new one. That's that's the raw pay per view. But in still, January. In the meantime, but they already I think, have no scene. In the meantime, there's a certain puppet on the internet that 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 makes a really good point. Um, that uh, these pay per views have been great. That they are giving a lot of these matches time, and we are getting really good matches out of it. Um, you know, even even Sheamus and Cesaro. That you know, maybe some of us have kind of yawned at over the last few weeks. I thought was great. Um, I Riz, but there is no finish. There exactly, exactly. But but <sighs> and you see what they did with it, right? Which which congratulations. That's not a good thing for either of those guys. We just did the League of Nations. It didn't work. I would I would uh, argue that the. The whole point of that series, and and uh, you know, there were a lot of people who had very strong opinions about how that match ended. The whole point was to one of these guys is getting a title shot. One of these guys is going to the next level. One of these guys, and and I kind of felt like that was the underlying. If it was never explicitly said, it was definitely implied mm-hmm. throughout yes. the course of that. And then for it to end with a you know, a non-finish and then to go a completely different direction. Cause I, it appears at least as of right now that neither Seamus nor Cesaro are going to be moving into the, you know, uh, universal title, the world title feud where yeah. they could both have awesome matches with Kevin Owens. Yeah. It, it, it does not appear like that's the direction that they're going, which, um, you know, as, as much as it would be good to pump up the tag team division, I don't know that this 
you know, uh, is, is this the, the, the best use of both of their talents is, is what sounds like is the argument from a lot of people. So, yeah, like, I mean, and the thing is, unless they beat new day, which I don't think they're going to, because I think at this point they're just going to have new day, hold it until they beat demolition Dream for whatever reason in the process of doing that, they're destroying any other tag team that they have because the club, I don't take seriously anymore. They might as well be Rowan and Harper. Like seriously, take them seriously, but yeah, they just didn't win. I mean, I love the new day. I do, but this super long tag title ring is killing the rest of the division. If you still had all the teams, like if like if there was only one tag title between WWE as a whole, you can keep that going. That's no problem because they're only facing one tag team per show per pay-per-view. But they've beaten the Shining Stars. They've beaten Enzo and Cass. They've beaten the club numerous times. Unless this Cesaro Sheamus team is the one that beats New Day, it it devalues the whole. And if that is the case, if that if Cesaro and Sheamus are beating the New Day, what does that say for the rest of your established tag teams that two random mid cars they threw together can beat the four hundred day reigning champions? Yeah, but they're the best mid cars we got. No, they're not. <laughs> hey, Sheamus and Cesaro, though. Rusev. Yeah, I pre- I present Rusev. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, it's a common storyline to do the um, the tag partners who hate each other, and that despite their personal animosity, their combined talents and you know uh, chemistry f- makes them a, a greater team than they uh, uh, ever could have realized. So I understand the the uh, you know hearkening back to you know teams like uh, Benoit and Kurt Angle. You know, they were at each other's throats, but as a team, they were unstoppable. Um, again, it's just, you know, it, it, it's an interesting, it, it's interesting to go this far left, especially because, like I said, the entire time through that seven match series, I was thinking, okay, Cesaro is going to get to the, uh, you know, it's going to get the the big, uh, big push at the end. Which is a little bit of a stutter step for that, you know, for, for the, you know, again, Cesaro trying to prove that he's worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. And again, you know, Mike, you're saying that this is kind of worthless unless they kind of beat beat New Day. But still, it needs to be. Man, I hope I hope we get a lot more out of this than just them beating up jobbers until that happens. uh, In in the meantime, as Uh, as a quick aside, can you go to Cesaro's Twitter? He put out a tweet today that literally had me laughing out loud. For those of you who uh, who saw the pay per view, (laughs) I think I think Bobby knows what I'm talking about. I know which one, yeah. Working on it. So okay. Also, Daniel Bryan contacted him too. Oh yes. Is yeah, which uh, that would be. Is it? Know, is that it, would be the best idea. Is it the that would meme? Be the best idea. Yes, it is, is the, the meme, meme here. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain this for our audio listeners. Uh, what it is is it is the uh, the uh, Simpsons, and mm-hmm. it is Ralph Wiggum going headfirst through a window, and the meme says <laughs> Cesaro be like. And for those of you who did not see the pay per view, Cesaro <laughs> took one of the most terrifying Superman planches that I have ever seen. And I, I, I've been around wrestling now. Uh, I, I've been a fan my entire life. I've been in the business for 12 years. That is the most terrifying dive I've mm. ever seen. No I, more topes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Um, going so, back to the tag team thing, though, Lucha Underground has done this before. But see, the thing is, in Lucha Underground, <coughs> literally anyone can be a tag team because Dario Cueto's a dick. Well, <laughs> Mick Foley chose to be. Mick Foley is not a dick. Yeah, but Mick, he, he, but Mick Foley took it as these two guys push each other to the limit. Let's see what they can do together, not fighting each other anymore. Okay, but if that was his whole idea, just team them in the first place. No, that wasn't well, his whole no, idea. That this wasn't is the this whole was, idea from this the first was, place from the this, get-go. They, they, they listen to his promo, Mike. He says, I yeah. love you guys to fight again, but I don't want you to kill each other because you're just going to keep going. Therefore, I'm going to put you together. Because yeah. you're both badass. That's the that was a spot on decision right there. Yeah. Or you could give them both each individual title shots because they're badass. Make putting them in the tag division doesn't help either of them. It They've only, both been there. What needs to happen? Here's, here's what needs to happen. What needs to happen is because obviously uh, Gallows and Anderson, uh, you know, sh- should be done with the new day after after losing like two in a row for reals. Um, so. I want to see Gallows and Anderson have a knockout dragout brawl with those two. I, I I think if if that happens in and I, I I think that would that would make sense. Right? I think Gallows. Yeah, it'd be way better if it was for the titles. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for the titles right yeah, away. You got to build these guys. These guys can't just be thrown into a title shot. I think you ruin it if they just get oh, thrown into a title they, shot. They are getting a title shot. That's the point. Oh, they are. That's right. They because, are. Yeah, that's the point. Sword. But then it's say down the line. No, next week. Oh, Staples Center. Next week, Staples uh, Center. They're getting a title shot. Oh, maybe it's gonna be. This Ashton is my Kutcher point. And the other guy. This I, is my well, point exactly. Okay, okay. But then they have to. Live, then they have to feud with Gallows and Anderson and have a knockout dragout. Like that has to happen at some point but, during this. All right, Mike's frustrations aside, other things did happen on the Clash of Champions. Um, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. We had great matches. We had good stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying we didn't have great matches, but did anything really happen? We yes, had great matches. <laughs> we had great matches. We had a Cruiserweight division debut. TJ Perkins debuting on a pay-per-view. Yeah, with an awesome theme song and, an- and everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, almost the closest you can get to a Mega Man song. Uh, to the point where the official mm-hmm. Mega Man Twitter account yeah. congratulated on, on his ring entrance. <laughs> <in music. laughs> That's amazing. Um, he should come out to the dog. Uh, the, he should come out to the ring with a dog now. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. just the like, dog skateboard. Oh, he should use the old Sin Cara trampoline and just disguise it as Rush. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Reference for those of us who played Mega Man on the NES, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Flip top. Yep. Sorry. Sentence. Sorry, kids. Sorry. Um, but uh, no, I, I thought it was, it was fantastic. And I want to talk a little bit about the Cruiserweight division a little later in the show in general. Um, but, uh, it, it, I, and, but I am amazed. This is, this is my, th- yeah, this is what I got out of that whole thing. Um, we changed the ring ropes for every cruiserweight match. Yeah. Well, how? No, I want to say how, I mean, you know, and I don't know why it, it, it definitely, um, astonishes me cause I've watched ring ropes and, and any shows going up and how, like it seems like it takes how it takes for- four days to <laughs> normally get ring ropes up. Yeah. Yes, I you know how that is. Yes, I'm very much aware. So I mean, God help us if one of them breaks. I mean, like it's half a show right there. Yeah, right? I, I mean, mean, well, thanks, Ward. Your, your match will come on tomorrow. That there was an amazing picture for for those at the first Royal Valley show. Mm-hmm. Wardlow does the Brock Lesnar up and tears the top rope right off the ring. Well, now great. 
<laughs> which was the best one because it was yeah. a, I think it was like a six man or an eight man involving the sexy talented dudes. It was Wardlow or, and the STDs versus Palace, Bulk, Remy, and yeah, it was an eight man and yeah. Santana and the debuting at that time Santana Diamond. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so so and 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 to think on Monday Night Raw, uh, they did it twice. They did it for both cruiserweight yeah. matches, and 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 that and I shouldn't. I this shouldn't be much to it. Obviously, like uh, uh, maybe Steph had to dress down uh, Mick Foley for a couple minutes longer than usual uh, in order to buy time for this. Uh, maybe we had an extra uh, Mister Robot commercial uh, to, to to purple tape. The purple tape. No, no, I, I don't think they taped. I don't think they retaped the ropes. Every that time would be Bobby. impressive. That would be impressive. Yeah. But I mean, we, we've we've all been to live raws, right? We've seen them just like change yeah, everything. But all but the ring apron, the stage for like weddings and stuff like that, and it doesn't take long for them. No, no. So I, I'm sure that's down to a science, right? I I can't wait for my next live raw in town. I know we're gonna SmackDown pay per view here. Uh, in December, yeah, so I was about to say December, correct? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. but it's a SmackDown pay per view, so you're not going to see that unless uh, the women's division suddenly gets pink ropes every every oh, uh, man, match. Bliss is coming. <laughs> Get in your car, Bobby. There we go. I'm Bobby needs to go that one. <laughs> uh, they were in Wheeling, West Virginia last night for a house show. Actually, mm-hmm. got some pictures from uh, uh, the uh, Matthew and Jennifer Carlin's Foundation for Podcast Betterment on the uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook. Actually, of that, uh, but. Um, but no, that that is dedication to that they're bringing over that color scheme and branding, you know. Um, I, I think is really impressive, and and hopefully, hopefully it's like not a thing that fades. Mm-hmm. Like I always worry about, hey, we got this new thing, and it just kind of fades off in the background. Thankfully, the women's division has not done that yet, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't think it will because I mean it costs them zero money to do that. Yeah, like it. it 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 wouldn't it wouldn't re- like it's not like where you have like the Sin Cara lighting effect during a match or something like that. Like that was, oh, that was the thing no. I was going to bring up. Like they didn't yeah. stop doing that for a while. Oh and no! That yeah, there's a little more behind this, right? <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's it, and and even to the point where so I didn't realize so Drew Drew Gulak was on last night and then there was an article. I also wonder if they're like different ropes. What? No, like like different ropes, like geared more toward cruiserweight use. You mean tighter ropes? Yeah. Hmm. I I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, like I mean, it would make sense that you know, because if if I mean, it's probably not the WWE is usually pretty uniform with everything, but I wouldn't put it past them. I know they have a crash ring at the performance center, and I think you've seen that in some of the highlight reels where yeah. the oh. ring is specifically designed to. Uh, to practice high flying maneuvers so that the canvas isn't as stiff. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that there were ropes specifically for for the high flyers. Well, okay, you're you're the only one here that has experience with this. I mean, how much of a difference? I mean, you've been in all kinds of rings. A huge difference. Yeah, a huge difference. I mean, there there are there are ropes that and and IWCs are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there are rings that if you try and springboard, you're putting your life you know at at risk. Right. Because they they sag so much, or that the um, the wrapping around the the rope is so loose that the minute you put your feet on it, they'll just roll right off, and so you can't get your footing or get your balance at all. Um, there's other ones that are, you know might as well be a like a, a, a walking a tightrope cable. 
they're just so that don't move at all. And running those ropes is a lot harder, but it makes springboarding and, you know, getting to the top. And I don't even springboard that much. Um, but I know that there have been times when I would like to have done it. And then I check the ropes like, well, not doing that tonight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it could make a difference, but I, I really don't know. And, and, you know, somebody, uh, somebody who's been there and around there would probably know far better than I. So it, it does make me wonder if this is the kind of thing where maybe that does slide into being that first hour thing. Like maybe this is some of that experimentation. Like it, it, it harkens me back to the failed experiment where they said, Hey, we're going to have WCW in the middle of raw. Mm. The one fateful match with Buff Bagwell mm. and Booker T and uh, uh, what, what the heck is his name? Was his name also Hank Hudson? Something Hudson? Scott, uh, Scott Hudson. Scott Hudson. Thank Scott you. Hudson. Thank you. Because like, Hank, Hank Hudson is the ring ring announcer here locally. Yeah, That's Scott Hudson in the put business. together Bunk's Adventure. Uh, uh, what? That's a reference. Okay. Sure. Never mind. But but it feels like that, where they're like, we're trying to brand within the brand, so maybe that brand becomes its own thing. Right? And obviously, CWC is kind of that thing where we did this over here and, and built this thing up, and now we're bringing it into Raw. Right, we're absorbing mm -hmm. into raw, but keeping that brand in there, you know, it, it feels like the old like, hey, all the lights turn into WCW, and here we are, right? Um, and, and maybe that's part of the experiment to see how it flies on the main stage before maybe they say, hey, that first hour is cruiserweights or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I've I talked about it last night on the wrap up, like it feels like like, um, and I think across both brands, like the divisions feel distinctive now. Right. The women's division, the the I mean, like there's 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 lines of things happening that aren't just the secondary third thing to what's going on at the title. Like it's just we're popping up. Hey, there's a storyline here. There's a, there's a direction here. There's a direction here for each title, not just who's next. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just, hey, who goes for the title next? And that's all we're worried about. There's secondary things with the women. There's secondary things with the tag titles. Uh, or with the tag divisions. What's with right? the with the SmackDown tag titles? I'd argue that's not the same for Raw. Well, I think I think for Raw a little bit. I thought I thought maybe that the the Sheamus the Sheamus Cesaro thing kind of turned into the secondary thing for us. Or, yeah, or, it also or, could just be. What, next but week also, also we have Enzo and Cass doing stuff. Like Enzo yeah, and Cass but, have this interesting side feud going on with Owens and Jericho. Right. So like it it, it is an ongoing feud. No, it's not something that leads to pay-per-view matches or anything, but it's something that we can randomly have a main event on Raw that kind of makes sense because they were feuding before the Universal title was even involved. Well, Cass was in the match for the Universal title. Of course, of course. And I think McMahon's very high on, on Cass mm -hmm. and would like to see him one day. So keeping but, him yeah. nearby kind of makes He's sense. He's confusing him with Kevin Nash. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he, he's, he's like, ah. Did Nash and Tess have a baby? Is that what happened here? It does look yeah. like it. <laughs> and somehow he's from he's from uh, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, yeah, you notice they've never stood Big Cass next to Stephanie for those comparisons. They've never done it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't watch out there's for a, that. There's a wedding in the works, Sork. No, he's oh, no. married. <laughs> He's a married lady. She confusing. was married the first time too, Bobby. Side note, by the way, the whole <laughs> oh no, Stephanie got 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 in a limo last night with her husband. Oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> what? I'm very suspicious of you getting 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 a ride with your husband at the pay per view last night. It's like, 
Like she's like she's right. It's my husband, you know. But anyways, I digress. All but right. then again, he did uh, roofie her and take her to a chapel <laughs> to get married. Please let's not go. Let, let's not. Please stop pulling on that string. Speaking of questionable <laughs> wrestling storylines, yeah, we talked about we talked about a lot of questionable wrestling uh, uh, things that happened during Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold. So I first and last bachelorette party ever on WWE. Wait, the test one, the Stephanie one, because that need- happened after Stephanie's bachelorette party. Oh, was, okay, okay. We don't even have the excuse of saying it was the '80s. We didn't know better. You never get the nope. Yeah, oh. it was it was two thousand. It was it was the aughts. No, we didn't know better. It was like <laughs> Jesus. So ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, the, I mean, you know, the nineties. I mean, great. Stephanie's bachelorette party wasn't exactly the most uh, happened in the roaring twenties. Well, here, here's the she thing: just had May and Moolah there. You never. <laughs> Happened in the Roaring Twenties. It was about villains, I tell ya. you. Never see, <laughs> <laughs> you never see the, um, the, uh, the, the, the intro. All you ever see is the, the, the wedding, the, the, the chapel wedding, mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. they do the flashbacks all over the place. So you forget about that part. You need to go back and watch that episode because, you know, classic. Good Lord. Oh, boy. Um, actually, what? They probably showed it the, the, the week before or something, right? But No. Oh yeah, all, yeah. They they, they, show, they showed the bachelor. They came back. He, he said, "Oh, this is what really happened after the party, or something like that." Right? Yeah, because so. Triple H paid the limo driver to roofie Stephanie. Man, that's next. Service. Next Love topic. Next topic. There. All right. Uh, so, hey, we're, we're, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, I forget. Oh, oh, oh. There's a certain promotion that might be in trouble. Uh, as if we, <laughs> you're surprised. Ding uh, dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh, witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Mad Mike, I just want you to be aware of something. Jason uh-huh. Voorhees looked down for the count many, 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 many times. All right, all right. Well, that's your yeah, teaser. That's your teaser. Well, to space where TNA never was. Sorry, do we have enough Patreon money to finish the. Uh, after this segment tonight, what? Sure. Do we have enough Patreon money to put on Bound for Glory? Is what he's asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorg, you know. I think we can do this. We'll get some GoPros. We'll, I'll mega bus oh. down to Florida. It'll be great. You hey, know, can we reach the big question? The consortium was me. <laughs> <laughs> I got the reference. I got the reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But in the meantime, you can. Maybe help us um, buy TNA by. Um, Can we start a GoFundMe page? Checking out our friends at IndieWrestling.us, where a lot of people Indie that go are go. on the show. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> We're going to start IndieGoGo to buy TNA. Now, see, the wrestling Kickstarter should really. It should be called Super Kickstarter, right? <laughs> Super, Not Indiegogo, super, super Kickstarter, Super Indiegogo, Super Kickstarter. Anyways, um, <laughs> IndieWrestling.us. Please change the topic. Uh, where such people featured, like we were talking about Cesaro, the uh, uh, very European, the uh, the travels of Claudio Castagnoli and IWC, or uh, check out Rumble in Royal Valley, including hey, look, there's a familiar face on there, Chris Larusso. Uh, in a fantastic three-way dance with uh, Jason Corey and Alex Daniels um, there, and uh, in, in a very hellacious fans bring the weapon street fight uh, between Remy LeVay, Keith Hot, 
friends of our show, and and uh, Marshall Gambino and uh, Bronco McBride. Go check it out. Rural Rumble in Rural Valley. It's up there on digital download and DVD. DVD is actually shipping in the morning for all your pre-orders out there that uh, hooked us up on the show. Uh, and uh, so much more, including uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, um, some Prime Wrestling, best of Prime Wrestling, including, uh, I know he just had the uh, his, his, his last show at AIW, his uh, big send-off, Johnny Gargano, a lot of titles on there, best of him, two volumes in Prime Wrestling, where he came up in Cleveland as well. And uh, so much more. IndieWrestling.us. Sign up for the newsletter. Get a free show, including AJ Styles on that show at the uh, IWC 100th show under Norm Connors back in, uh, I think it was 2008, perhaps. Uh, so go check it out. And uh, other fun stuff for Wrestling Mayhem Show. Keep updated. Keep up new releases and more. IndieWrestling.us. Okay. So, I, okay. I, I threw this in here because I literally I saw, obviously there's been a little bit of talk about buyers and everything. I think we, we discussed a little bit late show last week. Um, but I saw a, a, um, a headline that TNA may not have enough money for the next Impact or Bound for Glory. Like, the next Impact, as in this week's Impact, may not air? Well, no, no, may- no. This one on air has is already in the can. Okay. It's already in the can. But they may not have money for Bound for Glory, which is Sunday, or any of the... Then this is what they said last week. There are six impact tapings scheduled for after Bound for Glory. Six. Okay, that's probably enough impact to get us to Thanksgiving, Sorg. Ooh, that yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Like this feels like that that weird spot where they were kind of I think for the on their way out of Spike TV, and there was a bunch of stuff in the can. And they weren't even sure if they'd be around on January first, basically. Uh, you mean you mean the episodes that aired on Spike TV at one and two in the morning, where they pushed a Mahabali Shira, TJ Perkins possibly homosexual storyline? Yes, that's exactly the time. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was the best. Time There's a to... reason we didn't review those. Sork. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, I they should get John Taffer to do Bar Rescue TNA. <laughs> you know, I, I think you know, who the, re- you know who the real loser in all this is. If Bound for Glory doesn't get put on, Gail Kim, because she's never going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I think the I, real. I feel really, really bad for Cody Rhodes. Oh, oh I don't feel bad for Cody. Rhodes. I don't. I don't. If, I. I will if, say I don't feel bad for Cody. There are so many places. That are planning to make use of, of Cody Rhodes' talent. Yeah, I, I, he is not going mean, like, to work. WWE just buys TNA outright. And they're like, "Welcome back." Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as as, as, again. as much as you know, there's there's the easy jokes to be made, and a lot is that that there's the uh, you know that this that this company has you know been on life support or come back from the dead so many times. You know, it it is something to consider that any grievances you may have with creative or with management, there's a lot of really, really, really talented people who, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I feel no question. I feel terrible for that. Yeah. And and even if even if TNA continues just to to be in that environment where it's a question, are we going to have a pay-per-view this weekend? That sucks. And that sucks for those guys who have been busting their ass. I'm sorry, say yeah, because they all have to travel down there too. 
Yeah. And you, you, you can say whatever you want again about, about management, creative, uh, you know, anything like that. You cannot deny that the people bell to bell have been doing everything that they possibly can mm-hmm. to try and keep this, uh, to, to, to put on the best wrestling show they possibly could. Matt Hardy has completely reinvented himself and for a, a long time there was the talk of the wrestling world uh and just doing like like working so hard to to try and and uh, and and to write the ship and it's just it, it sucks to see that you know people friends of mine people who who i've worked with and people who i respect a great deal and who i admire you know are, are put in this situation again i'm not i'm not ready to throw uh flowers on the grave of tna just yet this this company has had so many times where people are like this is it this is it this is it and somehow they always managed to come out you know for the previous segment jason Voorhees always seems to come back from the dead but uh, you know yeah but in progressively worse movies usually and and to be fair they don't hold pay-per-views on friday the 13th tna is going to space (laughs) Uh, it's just I, 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 you know, I feel for the people who are down there and I hope uh, for, for their sake more than anything else. I hope that TNA gets a, uh, you know, honestly, gets a reprieve though, from the governor. Honestly, though, like I love a lot of the talent down there, mm-hmm. but I think TNA going under might help them because most reports are that they don't get paid on time. They're not allowed to do indie booking dates where it's televised or it's going on DVD or stuff like that. that so this may, been, actually, this that, may that, actually free that, a that, lot of them that, up. That has been loosened a bit, I can tell you. Yeah, because of necessity, because they can't pay people. Yeah, I mean, it was a big if problem. T- if DNA doesn't exist, you can actually get Ethan Carter going all around the world and being super successful. But in the you meantime... Can get going back and going back to Ring of Honor and trying to take over the kingdom again. Like, yeah. You could have a lot of things, right? Right, and these guys do do are getting around a little bit. Uh, um, it'd be Ethan Carter is even on the House of Hardcore. It's coming Ethan here. Carter's going to be on House of Hardcore. So, I think uh, Pepper. Oh, uh, what's his? I know him as Pepper Parks. What's Braxton his name? Sutter. Uh, thank Braxton. you, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, he's on. Is Pepper Parks on TNA? I, be, uh, I believe. No, I believe he's on House of Hardcore. Okay. So if if I let me make sure before I uh, start telling tall tales, I thought I saw him. On the poster, he's board. on the poster. Yeah. So, and also uh, the former Bull Dip- Dempsey's on there former too. Bull Dempsey, Swoggle, EC3. Yeah, there's a. I mean, oh, the, and apparently a lot of B. Arthur's according to our <laughs> city's tradition. That was funny. <laughs> that was great. That was really funny. That was great. Um, best tweet, the, the like tweet of the week when I saw uh, Tommy Dreamer tweet that out. Anyways, anyways, um, no, I'm with you, and, and maybe that is a thing where these guys get released from their uh, uh, contracts, and the, and the other promotions um, kind of clean up, you know. But, and I mean, but, if you don't think NXT is going to look at at least half the TNA roster, right. I mean, they already are. They got Rude. They got Aries. You, know, you could you could book half of the next CWC with their X division. Yep. But I mean, you're always uh, taking uh, the. I'm gonna say it. Uh, Zima Ion's ready to be on Raw right now. I, I mean, yeah. as yeah. much as I completely agree with that statement, you always run the risk of if TNA does go under, yeah, it, or are some people going to be able to make the jump to NXT? Yes. Are some people going to be able to make the jump, jump to Lucha Underground? Yes. But there's going to be some people who won't. 
to to Ring of Honor, to New Japan, to England, to you know, yes, there there will be uh, the cream will always rise to the top, and there will always be uh, you know some talent that can survive, but there are going to be be people who don't, and that and that always you know because you no place can take them all, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of going to be scattered to the to the wind in this in this case. Um, I can't wait to see Abyss as the fifth Wyatt member in uh, the Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh SmackDown pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, they, they, you've heard rumors that WWE wants Matt Hardy back because they mm-hmm. they they want to do the broken character. Um, you know, I'm sure that like, like you said, someone like DJZ. I mean, DJZ could easily be uh at the top of lucha underground or the top of nxt or go right to the cruiserweight division on raw um you know i'm a a big fan of his work and 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 acknowledge that again it's just you you hate to see any situation where there's that uncertainty and that and that's the big thing that we have as we're like it's not even that the pay-per-view is officially canceled Mm -hmm. it's not even that that the the impact tapings have been officially canceled no one knows, and, and I want to point out because I'm, I'm trying. I'm following the breadcrumbs from what I saw here, and and I I don't see anything cited. Uh, like like there's no like this was heard from a good source or anything like that. Like, yeah, this is what's happening. Um, so I mean, reports like this are as strong as they usually are on on wrestling websites, but it's looking more and more in this direction, and and and, and it's very possible. It'll be interesting. We'll know Sunday, right? I mean, Sunday at the latest. <laughs> like, what happens? What ha- what happens when the pay per view can't go on? You know, do we just get you know another airing from the Spice Channel, or what? What, what happens there? I don't know. I haven't had cable forever. Um, you kind of dated yourself is, with that reference. Buy there. it and order it. I, I'd love to buy it and order it, but if it doesn't go on, I know they're not giving me my money back. Uh, the cable company should. Sunny's porn. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> Oh, Thanks Bobby. For, we know the for, finish to that. We know the finish to no, that, Bobby. Definitely not clean finish. <laughs> Next segment! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, um, from there... Um, Speaking of that, do you guys like pizza? <laughs> I, I was going to say, we got to talk about something else to give me... I go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> the perfect piece of pepperoni pizza uh, for Pittsburgh podcasting. <laughs> go, Mad Mike. It's not, it's better than, than anything we could get at this point. I was hoping to get a buffer story in there, so we didn't go direct into the food sponsor. We uh, need a mattress firm commercial. Mattress <laughs> firm. <laughs> Leave off the last sorg. It's going down. <laughs> Unless you're going to land this thing in the Hudson, get to the commercial. You know, it's really hey, funny because... Hey, you know, we can't go from Sonny to Sully. We can't do that. Guys, this just in. Billy Corrigan has rescinded his offer to buy Mayhem Show. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are we going to do for the rest of tonight tonight, though, Bobby? <laughs> hey, don't look at me. I'm just a rat in a cage. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Oh no! Guys, so, uh, by the way, right in the cage over there is that pizza box over to my right. What hey, is that? Slice on Broadway, good friends, providing the perfect pepperoni pizza for Pittsburgh podcasting for a good while, feeding all the guests. And did you get a slice? Did you? It might be a little cold by now, but I, did you no, get a slice? I'm good. I'm he's good on. He's now. on wrestling diet. I get it. Yeah. You know, that's all right. They have salads too. Nope. They have salads too. 
just so you know. Uh, Slice on Broadway here in Pittsburgh. Mad Mike was here just a little bit ago. Bobby's got to get in a car and get in here, too, to have some Slice. Bob, you've had Slice. You've had the Slice. You're digging it. Bobby, you should invite Alexa Bliss to go get Slice. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, we we have an N64 (laughs) tournament coming up here in a couple weeks, and I'm hoping uh, we have the opportunity. Maybe we'll get some Slice for you guys. Are, are part of it, $10 entry fee, you know. Do you think if I ask Alexa Bliss nicely, she'll go out on a date to Slice on Broadway with me? Um, I'm sure she's also on a diet, but they... they Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Yeah, you know, whatever. You know. Be she'll be in town. She'll be in <laughs> town for December. Be like, listen, listen, Alexa Bliss is a wonderful pizza place. And I know you're only going to be able to have salads because you're very tiny and very fit. <laughs> but they have free smells. I don't care if that's what somebody else says. Um, <laughs> Sorg, Sorg, um, I know it's been a while since you've been in the dating game. Do mm-hmm. not promise a woman free smells. Free smells, free smells. Don't do no, no. That's not that Sorg. Man, that was all. That was how you did it in 1998. <laughs> the hell which was, was I, which was the last time I, I was did in, it wrong. Then I which did was the last time I was in the dating game. I'm trying to remember what the hell I was doing in 1998. How do you think we got wife for the show? <laughs> We were watching Stephanie and Tess get married. Oh, good. All man. of this while pizza is on the screen. And I'm getting hungrier. And if he isn't going to eat those slices, I am. Be my guest. Slice on Broadway, sliceonbroadway.com, pgh underscore slice on the Twitter. Please don't tell him about this commercial. Slice on Broadway on the Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much to our friends out there. I'll give one quick vote because I did have a slice, uh, slice on Broadway at PNC Park mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, excellent pizza. My highest recommendations. There you go. We'll be back with a big question after this. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. Hey everyone, this is Showtime Eric Young from TNA, World Not Stop Wrestling on Spike TV. You're listening to the Wrestling Mayhem Radio Show. Wrestling Mayhem Show. The crew's still here. Chris LaRusso, of course, with us. Going to be on House of Hardcore 20 here in Pittsburgh. Taking on Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. Are you intimidated to take on a guy named the walking weapon? Um, I wasn't until I saw uh, Zorgatron Media's uh, presentation of Super Indy 15. And, uh, you know, all kidding aside, what what a performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was beyond impressive. And I and even though, you know, a lot of attention was paid to uh the the match the finals and uh and then the rematch with uh Jonathan Grisham one of the most impressive things was the opening round match with uh with Desmond Xavier and especially the end of that match uh where he caught Des out of a double back handspring uh right into the the spinning pile driver incredibly uh, you know amazing strength and uh you know Desmond Xavier is uh, another guy who I think is absolutely fantastic. So, um, is that available on uh, IndieWrestling.us? It's absolutely available on IndieWrestling.us. Another plug. Uh, also with us, of course, Mad Mike up in Poughkeepsie, New York, and Bobby of J Town. Has interesting dreams about Rhino. Listen to Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold for that. If you haven't heard that before, so it is time. For the big question, and we have had a frequent caller who uh, actually had a question I thought was was worthy of 
big question this week. And uh, let's get into it. Hey, guys. Uh, how you guys doing today? Hi. Hey, fine. Uh, I just want to put out a, uh, a question of possible talk on your Wrestling Mayhem show coming up this week. And I just want to put this out there. Do you guys think AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world? Because I'm looking at, I was just looking at his, all of his achievements on uh, Wikipedia not too long ago. Thinking of it as a NWA heavyweight champion, TNA heavyweight champion, currently WWE heavyweight champion, and IWGP. What do you guys think? I was just cur- I was just curious and see what you guys wanted to say, um, but to me, based on my opinion, I think he is. So I just want to hear what you guys have to say. Hi right, guys, catch you guys later, and I will listen to you guys on iHeartRadio. Bye. I love the people listening to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, are great. you on iHeartRadio? Yeah, we're on iHeartRadio. Oh, Didn't okay. you hear the intro? We say it every week. Um, see, Sorg, he is a real co-host because he doesn't listen to your intro anymore. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> Yes, and and doesn't listen back to the show. And okay, uh, yep, pretty much. He's he's assimilated. Uh, so that, that, that's Daniel, our, our, our regular caller, Daniel, of course. Uh, so is AJ Styles the best wrestler in the world? Hmm. Hmm. Now I, I I agree on paper. Yeah, I mean he's definitely historically uh, having you know all those championships uh, championships under his belt. Uh, certainly. I mean, I don't necessarily know about that because there was one point where Big Show was the only person to ever hold the ECW, WWE, and WCW title. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. That's kind of like the Daniel, or I'm sorry, the Dudley boy saying, "Well, we've held this and we've held the WCW title." Like, yeah, after they bought it, it was just the name, right? Like yeah, they weren't. But yeah, isn't saying AJ Styles is an NWA champion kind of the same? As TNA, NWA, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, certainly, because I mean, technically, Kurt Angle's an NWA champion. And it's not, it's not that, that always bothered me in general when because uh, it's like, whoa, he's an NWA channel champion. That's completely the title that has the same lineage as Ric Flair and and Dusty Rhodes and and all and those George guys. George Hackenschmidt, George Hackenschmidt, and uh, 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 Bachwinkle, I'm sure had it right, um, and. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it's the one Shane Douglas threw in the trash can. Yeah. Uh, so okay, other than that, other than that, so obviously, if you go by the title thing, and I think it's a little, I mean, it's a great thing on paper, is you know, in the context of, of wrestling, and that's something that they tout every week when they say AJ Styles. Look at all the stuff he's done; he's so important, right? And he's amazing. And and greatest wrestler in the world, he is definitely up there. It's interesting because you you were mentioning the titles, and I wanted to check. In addition to WWE champion, New Japan champion, blah 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 blah, um, some of his other accolades that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, five star match from the Observer, him Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, the only five star wrestling match in TNA history, apparently. Um, wow! Outstanding wrestler of that the year, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Uh, match of the year 2014, wrestler of the year 2015, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Tournament Champion, uh, TNA 
Grand Slam champion two. How can you be a two-time Grand Slam champion? He won all four belts two times. Oh, he's but, a five-time uh, Triple uh, Crown champion. Yeah. Um, well, AJ Styles has the unique distinction of being a triple tri- Triple Crown winner very, very early on in his TNA career. Very early on in TNA's career. I, I believe still in the like pay-per-view era. Yeah, a year. I think within like a year, he was a triple crown champion. I mean, from somebody who's who's had the opportunity to to watch him live and, and see him in person, I, I remember at one point uh, at uh, I think it was Remix Pro a year or two ago, um, he had an absolutely forgive the cliche phenomenal match with uh, Facade. I mean, just tore the house down at Remix. And I think around that time, he had his incredible match with uh, Matt Seidel yes. in Wheeling. Yes, that, that, yeah, it was Seidel's first match uh, back in the Independence. And again, tore the house down. Um, really, really incredible matches in Japan. Obviously, the one with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at uh, Wrestle Kingdom stands out as, you know... A, one of the highlights of that show and one of the highlights of his, he was a, I think he was a two time new Japan champion. Uh, when he went over there, best wrestler in the world. You know what? I'm going to say yes, because I, he's, he's somebody who, if I know there's going to be an AJ styles match on, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Begin, sit down beginning to end. Um, the match he had with Cena at SummerSlam was incredible. I thought the match with Ambrose was really good. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting when he goes to the triple threat because it's going to... For me personally, I can't think of anybody whose work I enjoy watching more right now. So I would say, yeah, AJ Styles, the best in the world. He's kind of a, a cornerstone. Like You know you're going to get good stuff. From him, and he's that guy on SmackDown that that makes that mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter who you throw at him, it's going to be good, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that equivalent is actually maybe we have two of them now, but I was going to say Seth Rollins is that equivalent on Raw if you look at mm-hmm. from that aspect, right? Because you're like, well, if they're having a match with Seth Rollins, yeah, this is going to be at least digestible, right? Uh, if you're looking at you know whatever you thought of Roman Reigns over the time or anything like that, right? Um, AJ Styles had a tremendous match with Roman Reigns, absolutely, right? yeah. So um, two two really good matches with Roman Reigns. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so so yeah, I think that that argument can definitely be made. One other quick thing, and then I'll let, I'll open it up to the panel. Uh, I think another really big indicator was: Do you remember the reaction he got at the Rumble? Like mm-hmm. that was maybe the loudest genuine reaction that I can remember in five years. Uh, when, when he, I think the location helped with that, though. That did help a great deal, absolutely. Where were they? Yeah, if that was they were in if Florida. That was in, yeah, they were in they were in Orlando. I mean, they were in TNA's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like everyone there knew who AJ Styles was. If they were in a non wrestling town, like not to pick on them, but Nashville, Nashville. No, I'd argue that t- you know Nashville was the home of TNA before. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's a fair point. So if like, they if they were in if they were somewhere Cheyenne, in Wyoming, yeah, I was going to say somewhere <laughs> in the Midwest or somewhere in you know somewhere that that was not a TNA. Like, I think he would have gotten that kind of reaction in New York. 
Oh yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone in New York knows who AJ Styles is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you went to New York, Philly, Chicago, you would have gotten the same reaction, if not louder. But if you go to like, um, Sacramento, mm-hmm. to pick on a random Californian city that's not LA, like not exactly a wrestling town, like you know, TNA never ran shows there. So I mean, it, it, that was. But is AJ the best in the world right now? I see. I watch Lucha Underground every week, and I don't know if I can say that. Yeah. I, I feel like when you look at Lucha Underground, you're having different kinds of matches, though, right? Mm. Not I want to call them spotty matches. Yeah, I, but I'm I, not even talking like the spot fest. I think I think I think if you look at that, like Ring of Honor is more damning for that. If you're looking at it that way, but I also think if you say best wrestler in the world, you got to look at Japan, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of good wrestlers over in Japan too. I mean Shinsuke right now currently Shins- Shinsuke. Okada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Okada, yeah. Um, I, think, I think some arguments I, I, can be made about put, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny I'd Omega? Put, yeah. I think <laughs> I'd put AJ in my top five. For sure. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd call him my favorite guy right now. I think that has to go to Kevin Owens. Right. Right. Because, like, AJ, great wrestler. Phenomenal wrestler. Again, the puns. But, and and his promos are coming along. Like, he's probably one of the better promo guys on SmackDown. But the thing that has always been an issue with me with AJ Styles is his personality doesn't translate in the ring. Like, like the reason I enjoy Kevin Owens so much is Kevin Owens is constantly talking. Like, constantly giving his opponent shit during the match. Even someone like Nakamura, Nakamura is constantly playing mind games during the match. Right. Like, he, he's doing things. So you can be a, both a heel and a face when you do it. But I don't know. AJ, like, you can tell he knows what he's doing in there. And you can tell he's extremely athletic, extremely gifted. But as far as, like, he doesn't – the persona doesn't carry into the ring. Once you see AJ in the ring, you know it's an AJ Styles match. But it doesn't really change – that much whether he's a heel or a face right mm-hmm. uh, okay i got you i got you versus versus like kevin owens like his match is an extension of his promo mm-hmm. right so yeah yeah i get like, that like i like i said kevin owens should be mic'd up for every match he has he doesn't need to be no and <laughs> he doesn't i doesn't need to be what are my cameras but one of my favorite kevin owens things i'm sorry to cut you off but was when he was doing commentary after a match and he kept telling byron saxon to shut up and just every time Byron said, shut up, Byron, and just would well, plow he, right over him. Like, just a post-match beatdown of uh, Roman Reigns, he screamed to Rusev, Machka something. Like, <laughs> like it's perfect. He's, he is the most subversive wrestler, I want to say, in wrestling today. And it works on every conceivable, because, like, he, he'll even throw out, like, he's the cinema sins of pro wrestling. <laughs> what's that he's he's the cinema sins of pro wrestling he's like, the one who points out this see, promo sucks he, this this segment is stupid what are we doing yeah here? Like, okay, like oh okay. what are you gonna do seth this is where you come out and you expect me to fight you no that's not gonna happen i'm the champ i'm not going to do that he also said fade i'm gonna make you fade the black and then he went get it <laughs> <laughs> 
And even to the point where the stuff that he yelled at Roman Reigns there in their match a few weeks ago made it into the pro the beginning of show promo about the match. Didn't right? somebody say? Didn't somebody say he also punched his vest? Yes. And, yeah, like, I noticed that. He, he <laughs> punched <laughs> Roman Reigns in the SWAT vest and shook his hand because he's punching a fucking vest. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing for, for 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 as much as and I, I know at the beginning like there there are some people that we've had even on the show that are just like I don't get it he doesn't look like a wrestler it's like no but everything else is there it's like it, it's like he's some kind of wrestling savant in in promo and and and, and just put into a regular guy right mm-hmm. um and, and actually you know who would probably be my number two right now since his um his career renaissance I'm gonna say Samoa Joe mm-hmm. Very good. Fuck, is he doing good stuff? This, on this is this you is know who I would also the, want this is the best. Believe it or not. Oh, hold on, Bobby. This is the best Samoa okay. Joe since uh, Kurt Angle. Yep. Like mm-hmm. very easily. Like those were. Those, like I'm surprised when you say that. That that what was the uh, was it the three way with with yes, Joe was, and AJ? It was Joe and AJ Daniels? and Christopher Daniels. I, I'm surprised that none of the Samoa Joe uh, Angle matches were five stars because they were so good, so good back then. Sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. You know, you know who I would also lump in to the conversation, hmm. Miz. Yeah, right yeah, now, I'll do, I'll currently. do that. Oof, all around. If he, we're going he all is around, having yeah, a heck of, of of a career comeback right now. And those promos are out of this world. Did mm-hmm. Did you see the nights? Yeah. Oh god, nights was, that was amazing. The one, the one on Talking <laughs> Smack was excellent. The fact, yeah. The fact that he's punking out Brian by using Brian's moves in his mm-hmm. matches. Oh, oh, so good. So, so good. Him and Ziggler right now are a few to the year so far, I think. Hmm. It's it's close. It's up there. We'll see how it ends. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where <laughs> oh, that goes. It's going to end one way in another uh, two weeks. Yeah, that, that, that's... I, okay, we'll see We'll see how that goes. But, but. This would be... It, I said it, on, it would be so much better if this was over the world title. Because Ziggler doing all of this... Just for the Intercontinental title again. Yeah, but that has a legacy. But man, uh, it's but, yeah, that legacy but, is Dolph Ziggler. But it's just for the Intercontinental title. Like, has the Intercontinental felt this important in ever? Not for a long time. Like, but, like but since Mister Perfect. No, no, sir. When's the last time? Rose. Okay, wait, here's another question: When is the last time Intercontinental title actually felt important to you? And Cody Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Oh, come really? On. Well, no. When, oh. when, Cody, when Cody brought it back too. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because remember, Rick Flair had the Intercontinental title, and that was when he was going on his retirement tour. Not that long ago. I, I, I remember the Intercontinental. I mean, if you think about, if I think like highlights for the Intercontinental title, my mind goes all the way back to the Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude and Mister Perfect mm-hmm. and like the Razor Ramon HBK. Brad's Ramon maybe HBK. Brett, Brett and HBK. Brett and HBK. Uh, Brett and Bulldog. Um, Triple H Rock. Yeah, that was Rock, a, yeah Austin. that, that I, yeah I'll go I'll, I'll go with you on that one yeah but like those were the and I, you know what maybe I'll say that when the Rock had the Intercontinental title may have been like before he truly fully ascended into being the Rock that may have been the last time that I was like super 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 into the Intercontinental title. 
Because, I mean, I'm thinking just the 2000s. I'm thinking guys like Shelton Benjamin. Guys that were doing great matches, but it it, it, it just some, felt like it was just passed around. RVD it, it, was, was Intercontinental Champion for a long time. Who? Jer- RVD and Jericho. RVD and Jericho. Mm-hmm. I mean, they Ray were Barrett. fine, but, you know, I, I feel like that era where, as great as it was for the time, I mean, you know, we did have, like, was it China and, and Jeff Jarrett in a... Uh, housekeeping, good, bat, good, housekeeping, good housekeeping match, match for the IC championship, which led to her having mm-hmm. it. And then there's the co-holding with with Chris Jericho. That's where it felt a little. Uh, what are we doing here, guys? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and no, it, I thought that was I great. thought that was great with Chris Jericho and China mm-hmm. feuding over it. But and uh, Eddie Guerrero with the IC title was great. Yeah, like, there yeah. have been some really great IC feuds. It's just I've seen this before with Dolph Ziggler. Right. Right. Uh, and somebody, I like like. I want Dolph Ziggler to be important. I want him to be the focus of a show. And he's still always buried in the middle of the card. And I don't care if he, if that's what he says in his promos. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you say it in your promos doesn't make it any less true. I think it was a, the random fan I was talking to at ring of honor. Uh, that, that was like, I, I love the Dolph Ziggler, but I really wish he wasn't the Cleveland of pro wrestling. Yep, mm-hmm. which he's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if yeah. Dolph Ziggler is the Cleveland pro wrestling, Miz is the LeBron. Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right. Well, we have like two big questions now. <laughs> uh, the Intercontinental title, and of course, uh, is is AJ Styles the best in the world? Yeah, we need to do a Fave Five rundown at some point here. Uh, oh my not, goodness, not today. Ogatron, I'll give you my fave five. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll give you my shucky ducky of the night. Um, anyways. What? Um, you watch- <laughs> Sorg, Sorg, would, Sorg, you didn't answer the question. Would AJ be your fave? Booker T. Uh, my, wait, wait, my fave or the best in the world? The um, best in the world. I think... I think like if he I think he has every right if he wants to do a CM Punk style best in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look at the guy. He's straight. He 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 left the 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 green pastures of TNA where he dominated for so long, made a name for himself, and to the point where he could walk right into WWE and and into a world heavyweight title in his world quote, champion within a year. Yeah, world world champion his rookie year with WWE. When's the last time that's happened? Brock Lesnar. It would have to be Brock. Yeah, and he was a Sheamus. 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 Yeah, but yeah. we can still say that was kind of an accident. Um. Tables. Is that the foot well, through no, the table I mean, thing? No. That, 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 that is how it happens. It, it, it does count. I know. I know. But, yeah. but but still, like like it doesn't happen that often, right? There's a guy also that came Kevin in, Owens. like that. He he went and and proved himself as the best, got people's attention, and walked right in. Because I, I think he's a guy like that no matter how hard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Finn Balor, right there. Finn Balor's yeah. another like one. The, the night he debuted next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, not, AJ didn't only do that in WWE. He also won the IWGP title his first night in New Japan. And I would oh, argue so. AJ Styles was not a guy that I ever thought was going to get a run in WWE because I his promos aren't that great in the long run. He's got that Southern you know, accent and everything. I, I just figured he was a guy that I, I think that was what was keeping him from being signed by WWE, to be quite honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because Because... You can't. He's still AJ Styles. He's still AJ. You know, um, and that he got to let his work again build that buzz that they couldn't ignore him anymore. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's 
the fact that he did that and he's so good in the ring that whatever preconceptions about otherwise with him um that that in the right time of course because we're seeing the changes in wwe in, in general um and that all came together so yeah i'd say i'd say right now yeah absolutely and you guys know why this is all happening though right the brand extension it is definitely assisting with it if if the brand extension didn't happen guess what roman reigns would be our champion right now hey you know what also um i want to point this out with the brand extensions no safe plays right now no john cena's no randy orton's well, let's wait. Two right, weeks wait, wait, on yeah, that. yeah. There's that. There's that. But let's still, wait two weeks on that. But let's still, wait. the first two, three months of this, nowhere to be seen on the top. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to be seen. They're around. Still got. Well, John Cena is heavily involved at the top of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. He still disappeared for about two months. So that's because you couldn't see him. <sighs> Next segment. <laughs> Alright, 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 I got it, I got it, okay, I got one. So, this is, this is, and I got, I don't know, this is something that's kind of bullying. I want to work this out with you guys. Uh, like I mentioned, I got through the first 19 episodes of Lucha Underground, and, and I started to think about some things, because Lucha Underground is one of those oh, things. But, Sword, before you do this, um, this is a, this is a disclaimer for everyone who communicates with Sword. Do not spoil Lucha Underground for him. You realize I've been listening to Midweek War with you guys, right? I'm aware of that, but I know you forget things. Okay. I'm guessing. By the way, and plus, by the you way, are simultaneously ahead and behind. Okay, wait. Sorg, question. What color are Mel Mortez's pants right now at when you're watching? <laughs> No, it's kind of kind of a good no indicator joke. of the seasons. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Bobby. No joke. That was when when we were. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We were, Tell him when we were watching and Mil Muertes debuted. Uh, Sorg was like, "Oh, look at those corduroy pants on yeah. Mil Muertes." And I'm like, was, "Sorg, if you want to get into an hour long discussion about Mil Muertes's wardrobe, you talk to Bobby." I was overjoyed. Bobby, <laughs> tell me about yeah. his pants. I just didn't like it. I, I one of my favorite wrestling characters of all time, Mil Mortez. Yeah, did not like his pants. Or as I've affectionately referred to him as Bill Mortez. Bill Mortez. Yes. Bill Mortez, the corduroy killer. But but are you up to gra- after Grave Consequences? I finished. I, I'm up through and including Grave Consequences. And okay. watch the episode afterwards. No, is that where he changes okay, his pants? Yes. Yes, because I watched beginning. Back. I watched beginning of season two, and he's all badass and dark and everything, right? And Min- and minor and, spoilers here, Sorg. He oh. comes back with the black pants. I know he does. His character. I watched beginning of season two. I know this. But see, this is but see, Sorg. This is why. I, this is why I, 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 I love. I love Chris is just sitting there. there observing this. I, by the way, <laughs> like I want no one to spoil anything about the underground for Sorg because. Sorg is reading the Harry Potter books out of order. And later... Sorg started with Cedric Diggory dying. Then he went back to find out... Spoiler alert. Alright, I'm sorry. (laughs) These books are old. Fucking read them, alright? Okay. Yeah, read them. Dobby dies. And, Fuck off. And, and then I know the and, and, and then I know the and then I know the finish. Then I know the finish of the new the next book that hasn't been out yet. 
Exactly. Well, Sorg th- th- this has is a crazy already thing. read uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and he knows what's happening in the movie. The like, worst. This, this is wh- this is where we are at. Guess the, what? They do hop on pop. <laughs> the worst God. spoilers. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> the worst spoilers <laughs> that I discovered. That's like not a uh, so so. Fair warning to you, Sorg. The worst spoilers that has no warning to it is if you look at the title histories of Lucha yes. Underground titles. Because oh, yeah. I, I already told him. You be, cannot Wikipedia Lucha Underground You cannot Wikipedia it because Wikipedia. everything that has been filmed is yeah. now on Wikipedia. Oh, including really? the next champions for yeah. the coming season. Mm-hmm. The entire season the of title last change. Year. Wow. Yeah, you, and there's yeah, no warning at all. You can't look anything up. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. You can't look anything up. I remember you telling me why not to, but I didn't realize that was the reason. No, I thought like oh, title yeah. changes are also in wow. the title history right now. Because the because the matches technically happened, yeah. but I can't, there. I can't even remember. I know who were who were the trios champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw Well, them. don't say anything. I think Because remember, you are also ahead of us, Sorg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See, Man. this is what I'm saying. I don't want I don't want anyone to tell like if you're if you're going to talk to Sorg about Lucha Underground, the first question you ask is what episode are you on? Yeah. The second question, what color are Melmore's <laughs> pants? <laughs> yes. That is also a valid question. Sorg, you had a question in here at some point about yeah. uh, Yes, I'm sorry. I, no, I this want is way to more interesting than my question. There for everyone who could possibly talk to you during your Lucha excursion. Because <clears throat> we don't want anyone Edge returning at the Royal Rumbling this for you. What Edge returned at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, well, no, uh, that's that's a I that's know. a veiled reference. Eamon spoiled the return of Edge for uh, Lunchbox. Yeah, Lunchbox was working that night, or no, he had to leave his own pay per view party because he got called to work. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, and Eamon, that was, te- Eamon texted him like, "Whoa, how about that finish with Edge winning, huh?" And he's like, "God damn it." <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm watching Lucha Underground, as we've been saying, and, uh, and, and, and of course, we just got done with the Cruiserweight Classic and, uh, you know, NXT, and, um, and then, of course, the Cruiserweight's now on Raw and pay-per-views in front of 10, 15,000 people. Um, so I started thinking, and, and I, think, I think when you look at the wrestling that happens on Lucha Underground, it's, it's very closely connected to what happens on uh, you know the, the the NXT CWC properties, right? And I think the matches have been great on Raw and and, and the pay per views so far. The the four cruiserweight matches that we've had with the holy crap, they're changing the ropes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm getting past that, but there is just seems like something's a little different, and it could be just the fact that they're on Raw and they they have different people. It could be the agents for all we know, right? But I wonder if, you know, those are the kind of matches that classically we've seen on the indies, right? Your super indies, your, your even even smaller shows like Ring of Honor. Because as, as good as Ring of Honor is doing, Ring of Honor doesn't typically do more than 1,000, 1,500 people in a, in, in, in a spot. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the house was from, from uh, Stage AE. I mean, but Stage yeah. AE doesn't hold more than 800, 1,000, something right. like that. Uh, I, I think the biggest crowd I've seen was when the first time I saw him in 2007 with uh, Mad Mike at Hammerstein Ball. 2007 does that seem right? No. Yeah, um, it was around. It was Danielson's last match, so whenever that was. Hold on, I got the card here somewhere. Anyways, um, I'll find that later. Uh, but but so I'm wondering if it's one of those where that style of wrestling 
translates best when uh, maybe on television at least when it is in front of a crowd of 400 to 1500 people right and, and maybe something's lost and, and i started thinking a little bit about like when you're um like i'm thinking about stage performances and, and and the stuff i know from that where there's 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 performing to the back row which is something i'm sure in wrestling that that it's discussed mm-hmm. and, and and taught as well and you know you know think about think about a play in a giant place you know in a giant i don't know Heinz Hall Benedum Center Hammerstein Ballroom something like that um versus a small playhouse play right where you're really close to things it's more in, intimate environment you know we say we like the indie shows because it's you're more closer to the action and everything right versus being up in the nosebleeds uh for say a WWE event so i i think there is a little bit something to taking a cruiserweight match and playing to how many people were in full sale? Like, is it four hundred? I think I, I, I'm not sure about. Full sale. I, I think I've heard. Yeah, probably like about four hundred. Probably not much more than that. Versus playing to fifteen thousand, let's say, or even worse, WrestleMania hundred thousand, right? Um, which even we go to we watch WrestleMania. Sometimes it's like that doesn't feel the way it probably should have, right? WrestleMania 20, to me, felt way different than WrestleMania 29. I was at both those shows. Right. One was in the Garden. One was at the MetLife Arena. Right. Those felt like two completely different shows. Right. And and for, for space, right? Yeah. Well, because, uh, and I mean, if you listen to any wrestler podcast who talks about performing at an open-air arena at a WrestleMania, mm-hmm. the first thing they say is, you can't hear the crowd. Right, there's a disconnect. You can't hear the there's crowd a, because all the sound goes up. Sound goes up. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, uh, performing outside, anyways, like because even even on small indie shows that are outside, just the sound goes in every direction, and you, right. you can't hear. Whereas if you're in a smaller enclosed space, it's bouncing it can, towards yeah, you. Yeah, it it can sound like one of the one of the things about Stage AE that was great was because it was a concert venue that the sound just it just sounded so loud in there for some of those matches Mm -hmm. and then um but i mean if you go outside even if you do go to like a festival or something and there's 300 500 600 people there if it's just in a field the sound just goes in every direction and and you can barely hear them right so right so so and i I feel like so maybe that is part of it too you know maybe it is that disconnect of you know those same guys performing in front of again you know, to say ten thousand people at these arenas for Raw uh, versus the four hundred of Full Sail and and even although I I know it breaks down a little bit because I feel like we still get the feeling when um, we have NXT at the Barclays Center with as many people as at SummerSlam right but I don't know if it's because it's a concentrated fan base uh, so you still get the energy out of it um, but it's definitely different. So I'm working around this idea, but I just kind of wanted to present to you and, and see what your guys' thoughts were. Mike? I, I think it's also kind of like when you get like WWE shows in Europe because they don't get that that often. So you'll get the concentrated as far fan as, base. As far as the NXT at the Barclays, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, because we get that once a year, maybe twice if we're lucky. And, you know, then when it's in the, when it's in the area. Plus, that... Because SummerSlam's already there, it's already a hub for wrestling. Like, I walked around the city earlier that day. I saw dozens of wrestling shirts just around the city, nowhere near the Barclays Center at all. Like, you could just tell 
there were a lot of people in the city that weekend for wrestling. Whether they were going to NXT or not, it was just they were in there for wrestling. Um, but I, I also feel like the announcing has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch Lucha Underground, Vampiro and Matt Stryker are into that show. Mm-hmm. If you watch the CWC, Morrow and Brian are sometimes a little too much, but they are into that show. And oh, I my say- gosh. Yeah, exactly. And if I say- you watch Raw, right. Michael Cole is a non-reactionary robot. He's and better that's because than him. He's better oh, no, than no. Him, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying anything about what he's saying. I'm just saying the visual of it. They're not supposed to visually react to things. Right. They're right. like like if some if Corey Graves pulled a vampiro and started standing up and clapping at a high spot during a match, he'd have immediately someone barking and say, Shut the fuck down, Corey. Like like you're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And and it's because they can't have that genuine like the reason we love Jim Ross so much, genuine reactions. Right. Genuine reactions because they didn't, they weren't overly produced on the headsets back in the day. That's why Jim Ross has said numerous times he could not do what Michael Cole does because he doesn't want someone in his ear all the time. He just wants to be able to call the match. Right. Right. I mean, so, I mean, I know we give Michael Cole a lot of shit, but it's like if I'm trying to talk about lists and Sorg or Bobby is in my head saying, don't forget to mention the Twitter, don't forget to mention the slice on Broadway. Like, you know, like, that's fucking difficult to do. <laughs> right. Like, right. and it, it takes away from your genuine reactions of the match because you're listening for what you have to do next. Like, I don't know. I think, I think announcing has a lot to do with it because you can tell Vampiro and Striker are not, are minimally produced, if at all, through their headsets. Right. Uh, Bobby, Chris, what do you guys think? Uh, Bobby, go ahead. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> expert analysis <laughs> by Bobby F. Jetstown. Uh, I'll go. Um, I don't know. Be, there, does the size of the venue matter? I don't know, because you mentioned the Barclays Center for TakeOver, and then there was the TakeOver in Texas before WrestleMania. And then there's, you know, Hammerstein Ballroom is not a small venue. It's a pretty, mm. I mean, you can get a couple thousand people and that it, place gets It rocking. depends on the room, but yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if you're, if you're in the ballroom, if you're upstairs, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, I think what, 400, 500 tops. And that's where like Raw started. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, and that's where uh, TNA used to tape. Yeah. But if you're, if you're down in the ballroom, that's a couple thousand and that place can get rocking. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've seen some, I mean, just, you know, as a fan, I've seen some bigger crowds really, 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 really get into um, that faster paced style of wrestling. So I don't necessarily think it's 100% the venue. I think sometimes if you're, if you're at a Raw or if you're at a, uh, if you're at a, a Raw or a SmackDown, so much else is going on where they're, they're worried about camera shots and and you know watching raw live and watching raw on tv might as well be two completely different experiences although they're getting they're mm-hmm. getting better i my the 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 my cousin that 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 uh what, what do you say for weddings like 
he's a pastor and he, he did my brother's wedding. Oh, we were talking. He, he officiated? Been, officiated, I guess, yes. Uh, refereed, I don't know. Um, <laughs> refereed the wedding. He was talking about he, he brought his, Hey, are we talking about Stephanie and Test again? Hey. Um, he, he was talking about how he went to Raw and he, he brought the kids and he was really worried about the kids. Like, like He's like, well, the, yeah, of course, we had a really great Raw. That's the one where Sasha won the belt and everything. And he's like, he's like, it, it, it was exciting and Raw hasn't been that forever for, mm-hmm. for the live crowd, right? It mm-hmm. felt like a TV show. There was so much going on. But anyways, back to it. Uh, I, I'm sorry, further on your point. Uh, just that, uh, you know, I, I think that you can have that same kind of, uh, that same kind of energy, that same kind of intensity in venue of any size, just the right performers, the right, you know, if, if the magic's right and the mood's right, you, you can, you can blow the lid off any arena. So, right. In my opinion. Exactly. I just want to bring up a real quick point. I'm kind of echoing, <laughs> um, oh. crowd. The crowd has a lot to do with it, too, because you have, like, last week we were talking about the cruiserweights, how the crowd was silent at first, and then all of a sudden the crowd started catching on, started chanting, this is awesome, by the end of the match, they were were really into it. This week, on the other hand, the crowd was totally dead, and they were chanting CM Punk during the match. Yeah. And it was like... That's another thing. I don't that- know. Well, see, the thing is, um, I think this goes back to what I say about a lot. T.J. Perkins does have a character. It, it, well, it kind of does. Does he? Besides, besides having a video game entrance, like what is his character? Games. Yeah, but that's not that's not a character. There's no. It it's the same problem WCW ran into. And there also there are also people that that the most people on Raw don't know who these people are. Like like not only that you know that they're not really you know doing a lot of character things with them because you know i i think they're trying to stay pure with this that it's a hey go out there and have great matches and that's really the part that matters right um and i don't know i don't know how that's working and, and i think it, we'll we'll see as people kind of get used to it and the the normals get introduced to the cruiserweights uh with this i think it's going to take a little bit of time before people are like oh no this is the match that i don't need to go get popcorn for you know, uh, so it, it's a building process. Yeah, some of that excitement will translate over from from all of us that watch the entire cruiserweight thing. Um, but also, maybe that's not as strong as Enzo and Cass coming out from NXT and everybody enough people in a crowd know it that's infectious for the rest of the people, right? Um, but Sorg, the difference is Enzo and Cass do live promos. TJ Perkins, as far as WWE audiences know, he's a mute. Right. He hasn't spoken once yet. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. There's, there's, there was a promo this week. Not live. Uh, in the back. Yeah, After but... Cruiserweight Classic, he did. Yeah, but... No, all right. We're assuming at least two-thirds of that Raw audience... Yeah, that's true. ...did yeah. not watch the Cruiserweight Classic. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, the first night they're introducing the Cruiserweights, you have Mick Foley talking about all of them. Right. None of them speaking for themselves... Yeah, and the champion doesn't even show up on live TV. But you did see the promos for everybody, so you got their background. Okay, but a promo package mm-hmm. have you have you seen what people do during a promo package that airs on Raw? That's when they're checking their phones. That's right. when they're getting their food. Right. Unless it's Bray Wyatt, so that they can put their fucking phones up. No one is listening to them. They need live in ring promo time 
Like, and, and Mick Foley stuttering through his opening promo for the Cruiserweights did not help the division, did not help any of the four guys in there. Well, you know what helps? Like it, Changing the ring ropes every match in the lighting. That tells me something important is going to happen. So, all right. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is the dedication of the crowd because it is such a variety of things. Not everybody's there for the cruiserweights. Not everybody's there for everything else. It is a, it, too long of a show on Monday nights. Uh, it is a variety show. So I, it may, it, maybe it would benefit if the cruiserweights did get their own show like more regularly or something, too. So even if it was part of it's the first hour of Raw, like not everybody's there for it, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, so somebody messaged me. Hello. Oh, uh, Mike, I'm t- or, uh, Bobby. I, t- I, I turned it down so I could kill your echo. <laughs> so I think I turned everybody down. Uh, sorry about that, Bobby. Um, so uh, coming up, uh, of course, this, uh, I want to get into a little bit more uh, talking about House of Hardcore here. Chris LaRusso, our wonderful esteemed guest this evening, is going to be a part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot going on there. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I, I hear bits and pieces. Of course, when Tommy came through, you know, you know, hearing about what was going on with the shows that I think are mostly up in the kind of greater New York area. It's right? starting to branch out. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, he's going it, on tour a bit more. Yeah, I mean, Tommy obviously, uh, I think, has kept close to his home base, but uh, you know, it's starting to branch out more. It's starting to go on tour a lot more, and uh, House of Hardcore is really starting to become a place where you can see some of the most interesting and best collections of talent. You see, you know, former uh, WWE stars. You see former ECW stars. You see some of the hottest names on the independents right now. You see some TNA names in there. Uh, you see uh, just just all this this uh this mix of talent some some great women's wrestling and it it's really got that feel of you know some of those uh you know with with ring of honor locking a lot of people into to contracts you know house of hardcore sort of taking uh that super indie pardon the pun uh you know vibe and really running with it i mean if you look at you know who's on this upcoming card sammy callahan tommy dreamer rhino so you're gonna have somebody from the you know WWE, uh, current WWE tag team champion, uh, you know, team IWC versus team Labar, uh, Jessica Havoc. Um, I keep calling him Pepper Parks cause I, cause I knew him for years as Pepper Parks. Um, so, uh, forgive me if I've, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, the return after a, a very brief, uh, ex, uh, banishment of Dylan Bostic, um, you know, Tony Nice, uh, just, it's really a fantastic collection. Lucha Underground, when uh, M Dog Twenty, who looks a lot like that Son of Havoc guy, you know, just, hmm. just looks <laughs> a lot like him. I uh, wonder if Matt Cross's mom's name is Linda. Wait, that's a spoiler, isn't it? Linda Havoc. Linda Havoc. Son of a bitch. Sword, catch up on Lucha. Um. <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, I, it, would this be the time to show this clip? Uh, I, yeah, I, I gave it to the guys because so they're not going to see this while we're we're showing this. Is audio necessary for this? It is not necessary okay. for this. I've got to say, this has got to be the greatest six one nine I have ever seen in my entire life. So, okay. when you watch this clip, 
please watch very closely Eric Young. So this is uh, as, describe for our audio listeners what we have going so on. So what here. we have right now is that Eric Young and EC3 have completely laid the ring out. The lights came out, and oh my god, it's Rey Mysterio, his first <laughs> appearance uh, since leaving the WWE at this point, and he has set both EC3 and Eric Young up for the six one nine. Watch Eric Young take the six one nine. Oh jeez! <laughs> Straight out of <laughs> oh my god! That Straight. is SummerSlam 2005. There is no reason he should be alive. Okay, <laughs> I have never seen anyone take the six one nine like that. He does a flip. He does a bump, roll into standing, and then backs over the top rope on the other side of the ring and lands on his head on the apron, <laughs> oh, no. leaving the ring. Oh no! One of the like, I. I well, the first time I saw that, I actually didn't see the the actual footage. I saw a fan with their their cell phone camera, and it was like Eric Young is dead. Eric Young has died. There's like he's not getting up, and <laughs> we replayed it a bunch of times. It's like he's dead. There's no way. Like I just love this. Isn't he already bleeding from the match too, or something? Yes, he is bleeding. It, it was there's a there's a, there's there's a barbed, barbed wire, wire board. There's a barbed wire board in the corner. Jeez. Oh, so I mean, it is still very ECW what they're doing here. Yeah. A little bit, bang, bam, bam. Whoop! Oh, Goodbye. I watched the head spot this time. <laughs> head first out of the oh, ring. Oh no! Oh, not nearly as scary as Cesaro this past weekend, but I'll oh, watch it's, it again. It was up there. I'll find that point. What of the boink? Oh no! <laughs> oh so, no! But I mean, and this is what you see at House of Hardcore. Like, like, where were you going to see Eric Young and? Rey Mysterio and you know, right, right. Son of Havoc and all these people <laughs> together. It's like, and that's what uh you know, like it's what you really get at House of Horror. And the other thing is, you get is you know, a lot of your uh, some of your uh, IWC favorites. Myself, uh, Team IWC, which is Jimmy Vegas, uh, Andrew Palace, and uh, <laughs> who is that again? Andrew Palace, who who will be uh, on that couch next week. Uh, I should set, I should set a landmine here or something. Don't uh, tell him that. Yeah, I'm still a little hey, I'm still a little sore from digging a staple out of my head. So, yeah, it's the, the, yeah, that the, the state. I, mean, I haven't seen a stapler. Well, in a WWE ring. I'm not sorry, IWC ring. No, no, not the WWE ring either. Um, until uh, uh, Cage Fury. Yeah, that was a, a surprise. That was uh, I sure I certainly ended up surprised. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, Cage Fury, you gotta gotta bring something different. So <laughs> apparently, wow. But uh, again, um, where was I? oh House of Hardcore? So you've got you know uh, Jimmy Vegas, John Mcchesney, Andrew Palace, uh, Labar, which will we will see Wardlow, R.J. City, uh, Dylan Bostic, um, you know, Hardcore Holly and EC3. I'm actually really looking forward to that one. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen like any, I know Harker Holly was just up at AIW mm-hmm. a few months ago. Um so I haven't seen like what he's been doing lately. I, he mm-hmm. sounds like he's having a good time uh when he popped up on uh Cole Cabana's podcast a few episodes ago on one of the live things. Um so so I, yeah, I'm looking forward to see like what what what's going on with Hardcore Holly these days cuz when when was he in WWE last, right? Um like a, a, when, a bit uh, ago. WWE had ECW on Sci-Fi. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he took that really horrible table slice yeah, to the RVD. back mm-hmm. and everything. Wow. Yeah, there um, was. But I mean, you know, in addition, I will, saw. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, will we see Space Cat? What? Sammy Callahan. Uh, we will see Sammy Callahan. I, I I cannot confirm or deny the appearance of Space Cat. I don't know about Space Cat. So I still need to get to a House of Hardcore show because their home base is in Poughkeepsie. Yes. <laughs> like I, I've I've never been to a show because I've always been working or doing like a wedding or something. I had a wedding during one of the House of Hardcore shows. And I'm like, well, I can't blow that off. But <laughs> ref that wedding. And I think <laughs> 30 minute time limit. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, I know they're in the New York area, but I think, I know they're doing, uh, the ECW arena, which I think it's a 2300 now, right? The, uh, but they're yeah. doing the East, the old ECW arena, um, you know, working with IWC here. So, oh, hey, it's not, don't, uh, I'm going to give you a tip right now, uh, especially if you're on a public computer, don't go to houseofhardcore.com. Um, it's house of hardcore.net. No clean finishes there. No clean finishes there. Wow. Uh, which directs you to orgasm.com. Free plug for those guys. Um, whew, Although t- you can watch Sunny at House. Of hey, 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 hey. I'm 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 really glad I didn't instinctively switch that shot because wow. Yeah. Um, uh, tickets are available at houseparkcore.net. Yes, uh, yes, not so. not .com. Um, yeah, g- good stuff coming up, and of course, other shows are coming up. If you're uh, in other areas, uh, they're going to be in. Where is this one? Where's nineteen? That's uh, cl- uh, I believe that's uh, uh, Cleveland. The Cleveland's the night before, and then they're going to be. Yeah, they don't have like the states on. No, they do. Things. You have to scroll. Wisconsin. Down. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin's going to get it, Mike. Come on. And of course, the ECW Arena on, on December sixteenth and the seventeenth. No, that's a different one. That is actually going to be somewhere else. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great stuff going on with them, and they're really building up. I mean, it really is. It, 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 I mean, Tommy Dreamer is a guy that knows what he's doing. As far as booking, I mean, how many years did he work with you know WWE in this kind of capacity, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell you can tell this is the calling in the favors with my buddies shows too a little bit. I mean, I think it's also getting some attention to people want oh, yeah. to people want to be on these shows. Like it's it's yeah. a uh, they're really really uh, like I said, great collection of talent, talent that you know bringing together talent you didn't think you'd be able to see in this day and age. Are we in a really interesting spot where we do have this? Uh, I, I partially was starting to bring up a Drew Gulag being on Raw, and but he is a WWN contracted wrestler. Mm-hmm. We'll be meeting involved and everything like that. So, so like this thing where we have people on Raw in not chopper positions mm-hmm. that are not WWE signees, you know, and 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 the kind of uh, people popping up in NXT and still basically doing like that. that Rhino's still doing indies, and he's the he's the SmackDown Tag Champion, mm-hmm. or even um, Johnny Gargano doing all the all the things that he's done since really being signed with WWE. As an NXT wrestler, um, you know they're allowed to finish these off. There's, like this, this, this interesting kind of halfway point where a WWE being on WWE TV doesn't mean being a WWE wrestler anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then you have something like this where it's like, well, here's some people from uh, a Ring of Honor, TNA, NXT, you know, all in one Lucha place. Underground. Lucha yeah. Underground, all in one place. You know, I mean, well, hell, Lucha Underground is just kind of a, a, a seasonal thing for a lot of these guys, too. It's not something that tours or anything like that. Ring of Honor only has so many things, although Ring of Honor is getting a lot more. Um, Ring of Honor is actually in an interesting spot now where they've had that, um, they've uh, built a relationship not only with New Japan, mm-hmm. but with CMLL. Right. And there's now the, the three companies that have agreed to 
to work together. And you saw Ring of Honor's now got a, a trios title that they'll be starting up here at uh, All Star Extravaganza. So that's another thing where you see talent from New Japan, CMLL, and you might get to see them uh, in a Ring of Honor ring mm-hmm. in the coming year. So. Uh, uh, after Pittsburgh, of course, uh, I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, Kevin Kelly was on uh, the Taz show. I happened to find it in my feed popped up the Taz show's uh, Facebook live feed of us. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how Ring of Honor is at this point where, you know, you know, there's some people that that obviously will, you know, are using this as a stepping stone to get to WWE or, or whatever. Uh, but they're, they're able to provide, you know, between all those relationships, a great schedule for these guys that they can make a living off of this and not really have to go anywhere else. But Ring Young of Bucks Honor. told me that their schedule after Pittsburgh was absolutely insane. Because it was not only finishing up the Ring of Honor dates, right. then it's to Japan for this tour that they just wrapped up. I think it was three days in, in Japan. Then back for the pay-per-view at the end of the month. Then the England shows in November. So it, it's just going to be you know this insane schedule all the way up until I think Thanksgiving for them. Where they're going to be all over the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not have to deal with being part of a giant corporate machine. You know, so it, that's not for everybody. Some people, some people, you know, are great with the job at the giant monolithic bank. Some of us are just some of us want to be in the Wild West. Some of us just are OK being freelancers. Right. Mm-hmm. And looking in the uh, to get, you know, and, and that's in wrestling. That's in work. That's in everywhere. Right. So um, it's very interesting. Very interesting time to be a wrestler. Very time to be a no wrestler kidding. fan. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of opportunities. Can end there. up wrestling in a state park. <laughs> but he'll be not in a state park with the court time t- sports center here in elizabeth pa and the outside of pittsburgh uh on uh, on uh, october october 15th. 15th so go check that out all right so uh it's time to find out what you guys learned from wrestling this week hmm. who wants to go first anybody don't everyone not all at once all at once I'll tell you what I, I, learned. I, I learned. I learned. Oh no! Please go ahead. Okay, I learned that WWE needs to stop making text adventure games for Randy Orton. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it was interesting. Wish I caught all of it. I I question whether it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it it was. If you're gonna do stuff like that, don't have the most obvious ending be the ending. Because, uh, like, it, uh, I don't know. Like, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. It wasn't going to be the final deletion. Everything in WWE wants to be the final deletion. And guess what? Even if they brought in Matt Hardy, they wouldn't let him do the final deletion. But see, here's the problem and the underlying thing. The final deletion was fun. Uh, Decay vs. Delete was fun. Guess what? You can't do stuff like that, translate it from a completely filmed and packaged product to a live event. Because if Bound for Glory happens, I'm expecting Vanguard 1 to come in and start shooting fireworks all over the place. <laughs> Guess what's not going to fucking happen? That. You know, no, 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 no. They did catch. They did catch uh, 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 Universal Studios on fire one time on pay per view before. 
So yes, that was entirely is that wait, is that going to be the end of TNA that just Vanguard One comes in and just fires a missile right oh, into? Oh, that be okay. Great? If the end of TNA is Vanguard One becoming sentient, and that's how Skynet is formed, <laughs> I am all in. It needs to be. It needs to be. It needs to be something like that. That time that Chikara like ended a pay per view by like ending in the middle of a match and kicking everybody out of the building. Oh yeah, security came in and tore the set down and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like all that kind yeah. of stuff. I like like that. like like Impact should just just completely do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. I think that's within the realm, right? Um. So yeah, yeah, certainly. But like Vanguard One isn't going to show up in that match if they have Bound for Glory. Are you sure? Like, Are you positive, sure? Sword? Because because sword, Vanguard. Sword, do you want to know how I know? Hmm. Because those things, when they're filmed, guess who's controlling Vanguard One? Jeremy Borash. It's either Matt or Jeff. No, well, no, 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 no. Jeremy Borash um, um, admitted that he was going to be hiding somewhere at a high-profile wrestling show as Vanguard One accompanied Matt Hardy to the ring. Okay, yeah, that ain't gonna be bound for glory. That'll <laughs> probably be the House of Hardcore. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't know what the droning rules are at Universal Studios, but uh, actually, no, they actually, probably I, not actually, allowed. no, no, no. Actually, we do know because that's why they did it where they did because they said we can't, we can't use the drone at Universal Studios because they don't want it. To, they're worried about it falling and hitting a. a Oh, a, pa- a, pa- a patron, a patron, yeah. Yeah. and and that's that's a liability. So they they actually there actually is a no fly zone at Universal Studios. So they went to Matt and Jeff's backyard and it blew stuff up. Uh, so so thank you Universal Studios for making that happen. Um, but I mean, but that's the thing. Stuff like the final deletion and stuff like that doesn't translate to the ring. No, that's why no, most no. of Lucha Underground stuff is backstage. Mm-hmm. Like the story is backstage. When sort when you were at the tapings, you can tell us the matches that happened. But apart from telling us who the champions were at the time, you have no fucking idea what the stories are. Nope. Nope. What color were his pants? Bobby wants to know what color Milmartes' pants. Or the color of Milmartes' pants. That's the real story here. Uh, Bobby, or I'm sorry, Chris, you had something. Uh, let's see what I learned in wrestling this week. Uh, I learned that uh, from week to week, you just gotta be uh, be happy with what this crazy business gives you. If you've got week where you're on Ring of Honor and IWC with Gory and Alex Daniels and wrestling Ophidian and Turner Hall and all this stuff, the very next week you could be wrestling an outdoor show and seeing just how sunburned Bulk Nasty can get within three hours, <laughs> and Bulk Nasty can get very sunburned in three hours. Wow! I mean, like fluorescent red sunburned in three hours so he's having a bad week uh, bulk <laughs> yeah oh recover from that jeez uh bobby what'd you learn um i learned thanks to the wwe network that uh scott norton ate two over 200 pancakes beating a world record thus being renamed uh flatjack norton uh, as part of the tag team of Lumberjacks. Uh, this was a part of, of a network segment that I can't remember the name, but it was like the eloquent uh, meanderings of gladiators. It was crazy. This is a French art film? What are you talking about? It, it was on WWE Network. It yeah, was it, was, it, was on, 
It was a "Where Are They Now" segment. Oh, okay. no, it wasn't a "Where Are They Now" segment. It, it, wait, is it is it the no. is it the promo segment they do the eloquent it was, the eloquent something it was something a promo segment? Yeah, it, it's an interstitial where? they play in between shows. Sometimes, Bobby, you're you're uh, glitching again, so, oh, okay, so I want to take over this. No, it's it, 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 this is why I love watching the stream on WWE Network because they'll have this random stuff that you never like you never catch right um, like that or or like just like random macho man promos and there's actually an intro for like macho madness and stuff for it right but it's like it's some super long like the eloquent the eloquent uh uh speaking engagements of 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 gladiators or you're, you're like something like that like he was saying it was longer than that yeah yeah like some obscenely long thing and it'll just be the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard that you know it'll be something random like that you know from from superstars or or you know florida championship wrestling or whatever whatever the heck it is right um yeah it's pretty tremendous that's why when i look and it's like 10 till i know i want to definitely turn on the live stream of wwe network because something is probably ended by now and they can play something like that so i learned that j-rock has good aim (laughs) not even gonna ask I have video to prove it. Um, no, so I happened to be shooting at the time. Houseofhardcore.com. Uh, <laughs> no, not dot com. Not dot com. Not dot com. Dot com. Not dot com. No, no, no. Dot net. RWA show. He tosses his uh, shirt directly at the announcers. <laughs> Give it up oh, one time. Give it up one okay. time yeah, for him. So shouts to J Rock for that. Um, so, Whitehouse.com. Whitehouse.com. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Didn't they didn't they fix that? Didn't they buy it? They better have fixed it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so on that note, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, everybody listening, everybody live, Wheels, Tragar, everybody else has popped in and throughout the evening. I swear we'll get a better chat sooner or later here. Of course, Mad Mike at Mad Mike four eight eight three on the Twitters. That's me, Sorg. And um Sorg, I don't. Uh, I have to talk to Eamon. The midweek war might be a little delayed this week because oh. I, uh, as a Toys R Us employee, have Force Friday, so I'll be working at midnight. Commercialism. The commercialism. Rogue One toys coming in. Rogue One toys are coming in. Oh yeah! Spoiler alerts abound. Bobby F J Town is Bobby F J Town. At Bobby F J Town on Twitter. Um, new boss battle coming tomorrow or Thursday. Tomorrow ish, 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 ish. And of course, the great Chris Larusso, the heir apparent. I haven't used your moniker all night. I realized that's all right. Uh, at Chris Larusso on Twitter, Chris Larusso on Facebook. Uh, uh, IWC, Ring of Honor, Black Diamond Wrestling, Mega Championship Wrestling, NWA Midwest. Uh, here you can uh, make sure you check out. Uh, IWC presents House of Hardcore October 15th at the Court Time Sports Center. You can also catch me later this month, uh, October 22nd, at Mega Championship Wrestling. And uh, I will be making an appearance October 29th at the Monster Factory, uh, November 5th, IWC in Clearfield. And uh, beyond that, uh, just keep, uh, keep an eye on Twitter, Facebook, all those places. And uh, see where you can, when uh, Chris LaRusso is coming to a wrestling show near you. Check it out. And uh, thank you, everybody. Again, check out everything at live.sorgatron. Um, no, live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. We were so close. Every Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time as we regale you stories. And make our guests tell you their road stories, too. 
that's 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 a thing. Um, and four one two two zero six WMS zero. The email address. Good, Good times. times. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to us on all the podcast things, including, of course, iHeartRadio and the Facebook and the uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show YouTube page. Live streams, Facebook Lives, all kinds of things. Follow us on Patreon. Patreon the Patreons. Share it. Share the mayhem with friends. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. You guys are cool.